The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Nowhere Man. First Beatles song, not about a relationship slash situationship. It's a song about nothing. It's a song about nothing. Then why is it on TV? <laughs> Hashtag Beatles did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm fond of this one. Uh, I can relate sometimes. Uh, I actually, uh, quote unquote, sang this song at karaoke. And apparently I was so bad and so sad looking, a friend joined in halfway through. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I love the acapella open. Um, the solo after the first chorus that ends with the harmonic ping, ding. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah, I, I'm really fond of it, too. I think the guitar work here is really great. And, I mean, it's a really fun story about how they actually achieved that sound of most guitars, which we'll get into later. Is that a tease, Andrew? I, I'm trying to come up with something witty, but I can't. Yes, it's a tease. <laughs> you big tease. You big tease. You big teaser. Uh, John, uh, Nowhere Man was born of John Lennon's feelings of isolation in his Weybridge home, where he spent many hours in solitary contemplation away from the mayhem of Beatlemania. John said, I'd spent five hours that morning trying to write a song that was meaningful and good, and I finally gave up and lay down. Then Nowhere Man came, words and music, the whole damn thing, as I lay down. Wow. So that was his yesterday, I suppose. I guess so, yeah, absolutely. Have a lay down, very uh, productive lay down. Uh, when Paul arrived the next day to begin the songwriting session, he found John asleep in his conservatory. And I like Paul said, when I came out to write with him the next day, he was kipping on the couch, very bleary eyed. Kipping. I've never heard that before. I haven't either. Mm. So Paul thinks it was about the state of his marriage. It was in a period where he was a bit dissatisfied with what was going on. Paul said, however, it led to a very good song. He treated it as a third-person song, but he was clever enough to say, isn't he a bit like you and me? Me being the final word. Hmm. In March 1966, Maureen Cleave wrote about Jalad's home life. And while the piece became notorious for Lennon's more popular than Jesus comment, it revealed much more about the off-duty life of the Lennons. And Maureen wrote in it that he is physically lazy. No, he said he's physically lazy. She said he might be the laziest person in England. <laughs> John said, I don't mind writing or reading or watching or speaking, but sex is the only physical thing I could be bothered with anymore. Now, this is kind of a weird quote, because wasn't John seeing Maureen at this time or around this well, time? Well, Maureen was uh, allegedly the Norwegian wood lady. Okay. Uh, although well, we didn't cover this for Norwegian wood, because I didn't know it at the time. Uh, the photographer, Robert Freeman, he took the front cover picture for Rubber Soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wife claims that she was the Norwegian wood lady. 
Okay. Yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, Robert Freeman never uh, took photographs for the Beatles after Rubber Soul. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So that's fun. Very fun. Uh, nowhere man, according to John Cruff in Despert has flown the enduring beauty of rubber soul 50 years on a book I read over the weekend. And, uh, that's where I got that Robert Freeman information. And, um, it's a good read. I recommend it. Uh, he said, nowhere man may actually be John's first political song, a mournful hymn to the silent majority who, even if they had a point of view, were not willing to take a stand and voice it. Another likely inspiration for the lyrics to London's Nowhere Man came after the Beatles finally met Elvis Presley on August 27, 1965, at his home in Bel Air, California. You know, Elvis at this point, he was making movies and gaining weight, not recording any albums, just, you know, sitting in his mansions, you know. I'm a, I'm a real nowhere man, you know, sitting in my nowhere land. Oh, oh. <laughs> You know, I was not expecting an Elvis impersonation today. You, you, were, you were? I did not have that on my bingo card. Oh, a bingo. But, uh, I love that bingo. Do you think that maybe that seeing Elvis was maybe also an inspiration for them wanting to get off the road? Uh, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. They had a lot of excuses not to be on the road uh, yeah. in 65 and 66, for sure. But that couldn't have helped matters. Um, the song, Nowhere Man, made a brief appearance in the Yellow Submarine movie when the Beatles sang it to Jeremy Hillary Boob, a creature living in the sea of nothing. Another th- A sea about nothing, can you imagine? Imagine that. Mm-hmm. So this is the story that uh, Andrew skillfully teased about the sound of this song. Paul, this is Paul talking. We were always forcing the Abbey Road staff into things they didn't want to do. Nowhere Man was one. I remember we wanted very trebly guitars, which they are. They're among the most trebly guitars I've ever heard on record. The engineer said, all right, I'll put full treble on it. And we said, that's not enough. And he said, but that's all I've got. I've only got one pot and that's it. And we replied, well, put that through another lot of faders and put full treble up on that. And if that's not enough, we'll go through another lot of faders. Anyway, you did find, oh, it worked. And they were secretly glad because they had been the engineer who'd put three times the allowed value of treble on a song. I think they were quietly proud of all those things. Have you watched um, uh, 321 with Paul and Rick Rubin? It's on uh, uh, Hulu. It's on the Hulu. I saw some of it. I also saw the uh, the parody that was online about where <laughs> instead of playing Beatles songs, Rick Rubin, when he presses play, it's uh, Cannibal Corpse. And Amazing. Paul Com- and Paul comments on it. <laughs> oh, I have to watch that now. <laughs> I guess it could really be anything. Oh, my God. What a great meme. <laughs> Anyway, oh. you were you were saying. Anyway, I watched that over the weekend, um, and Good. they actually talk about no no mar- nowhere man in one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he told the same story where he's like, yeah, they just we went through a whole a whole bank of faders just so we could crank up the trouble and until it was enough and we were happy. And I was like, like, man, that's such a cool trick. I like I'd never thought of it. Here comes trouble. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, treble come running. <laughs> Nothing but treble. Uh, yeah, I mean, usually... Treble boys. In these stories, treble boys. In these stories, the Beatles are like, hey, can we do this? And then the engineers are like, no, that's not possible. And then later they're like, oh, actually, we could do that. That's pretty As an engineer, the first thing that we usually say is no. <laughs> that's right. I'm an I, engineer. I, we usually say no. I remember I had a boss who very smart but you know like me not like tech savvy or you know and he asked his uh you know um he asked her it was for an app and he asked the designer he told me that when he talks to the designer oh is this possible the answer is either oh i could do that in five seconds or that's literally impossible that will never happen uh-huh. that could never happen and he never could figure out which one, which answer he would get. Yeah. I always think about that. That's funny. Uh, John, Paul, and George sang the song in three-part harmony. The lead guitar solo was performed in unison by Harrison and Lennon. The pair played identical sonic blue-colored Fender Stratocasters. Beautiful instruments. Oh, Yes. A ukulele version of Nowhere Man by Tiny Tim was George Harrison's contribution to the Beatles' 1968 Christmas record. It sounds Amazing. it sounds exactly like you think it does. Yep. A lot of cover versions. Um, Randy Travis, including. Uh, Paul Westerberg did an acoustic rendering uh, for the I Am Sam soundtrack. Yeah, I, Paul's cover is great, and the I Am Sam soundtrack is great. Um. Yeah, I, I also, love the replacements. Dokken and Yanni. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, and the replacements too. Dokken, Yanni. Yeah. The Carpenters, and I already said Randy Travis, and Marky Ramon. Marky, Marky, Marky. Love count zero. Nothing. Nothing for no from nowhere, man. Josie Scale, I'm going to give this one a yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Great song. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh, yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. 